Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! I don't know. Are we on? Can you hear me, Earl? I can hear you. I don't know if anybody else can hear us. You guys are on. Let, let, let's let's <laughs> operate like they can. Okay. So we're on. So, hey, folks. Welcome to Arms Room Radio. We're not sure what happened, but uh, we just take it from here. If I'm running up, we're running on our main clock. I've got running here. We've got, uh, Earl, we've got three minutes left in this segment the opening segment, so we should probably introduce ourselves. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I'll be your host uh, for, uh, well, just under two hours today, I guess, right? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I Listen, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Don't do the, uh, I don't know how this is going to work, folks, but uh, I don't do the show by myself. On my rights, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate like a boss. Proof memos. Man, memos like a boss. Read, read a workshop. Attend <laughs> a birthday or something. I don't like know. Like a boss. <laughs> like the boss. Well, welcome. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Welcome, Earl. Mag. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Coming, coming to you live from the magswag.com mobile maxi studio. Mobile maxi. Oh, you in the uh, 80,000 80, yeah. pounds of steel and sex appeal there, aren't you? Yeah, rolling heavy today. Rolling heavy. You know what that means, folks? He's packing groceries in the back of the truck. <laughs> packing groceries in the back yeah. of the truck. So, uh, that's about, what we get. Fifty thousand pounds of cargo. There you go. There you go. That's it. And uh, and one hundred and eighty-seven pounds in the ca- in the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not down that low. 80, 88, 89. We'll give it to you. He's looking great, folks. He's looking great. He's all beard. That guy's all beard. Is what he is now. So, yeah. uh, check him out if you get the beard, chance. Check them out. In fact, uh, you know what? Uh, for those that are uh, in the uh, in the Detroit metro area up that way, you can uh, you can come visit us at uh, Mr. Rick Ector's event, the Illegally Armed in Detroit event, teaching women to shoot. That's the twenty first and twenty second of this month in August. Or else, could be one of our first trips, unless, of course, the uh, you know the 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 Delta Chi variant is going to shut down the entire airline industry. You and I are still set to uh, be out of the town for our first time in. Year and a half, two years. I mean, besides yeah, something we didn't have to time. drive through, right? You know. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Delta Chi variant. I'm worried about the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Oh, those guys will get you. You'd be you'd be nerding out before you know it. Uh, crazy. Guys, we're gonna take a break in a second so we can get back on schedule. Crazy. Yep, yep. We got you. We got you. We are sitting on the master clock. We are ready to go. So, uh, hey, folks. Uh, again, we apologize. A little technical difficulties there. Not uh, not sure what happened, but. Uh, we will leave you here at the uh, the correct time, uh, and we would normally say, uh, hey, listen, uh, it's been Arms Room Radio. It's a great segment. Stick around. Uh, there'll be more coming back to you 
after the break. And right about now is when we'd hear the bumper music. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I had uh, some technical difficulties. My first time picking up a coaching. Hey, we are. Are we hooked up to the uh, the satellite uplink with? Uh, is that all good? Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it. Yeah, everything is all good right now. Okay, I just did, did, did Dallas call at all? Usually, when we when we're, we miss time like that, they start calling looking for us. Curiosity. Yep, I got you. Okay. Or adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech. A family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak. We got two minutes. Hills of Central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour but in the hands of honest, responsible individuals. One minute. You have the right to read books others One don't minute. like. One minute. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. 
Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, hey, okay, good folks, uh, apologize. Thanks for sticking in there with this last hour. Some technical difficulties, and uh, get through it. You know how it is. It's the electronics. It's gear. It's uh, it's you know, it's the internet. It's it's the Weber Weber knots. It's that stuff happens. So, so here we are. Here we are. Um, Earl, uh, how are you? How are things rolling for you today? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Except right now, the rolling kind of slows. There's a lot of traffic out here. You know, um, it must be with you because I drove through uh, the the better part of Central Florida earlier today. Did some work earlier this morning, and uh, was nothing here. So they must have all followed you out of the town like the Pied Piper or something. Great, that's just what I need. Yeah, I got the tour of North Florida this morning from Orlando to Tallahassee, Tallahassee to Jacksonville, back to Orlando. That's like the second largest stretch of I-10, except I think Texas, it's bigger. That's it. But uh, that's, a, that's a whole lot of nothing you watch there when you're doing that, that, doing that stretch of driving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About 570 miles today. Um, I know, though, though in, in Florida, you can um, – that stretch of I-10 is great for playing that game, um, name that dead animal on the side of the road. Uh, that's a great section for it. Oh, yeah. Florida is – oh, yeah. I've even had a couple that stumped me. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, folks. If you didn't know it, the uh, uh, we have in Florida, it is the uh, it's the gunshine state mostly still, you know, and it's the it's the Florida man state. We, you know that, but Florida is also commonly referred to as the dead the dead animal on the side of the road state because we've got them all. You name it, we got it on the side of the road. It's been hit by something, uh, and it's uh, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes you look at them and you're like, that's that's pretty. F- that's pretty fresh, right there. You know how how is that possibly? It's like a bag of bones. You know, it didn't blow apart or anything like that. So, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. crazy, pretty crazy. Um, Earl, uh, I think since we talked last week, we sat down for last week's show. There's been two new updates concerning uh, our, our good folk hero friends, the McCloskeys, out of Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, folks, if you don't know who the McCloskeys are, let me let me let me bring you up to speed on the McCloskey. This could be like a reality show, or this could be like the you know the the Ken and Karen McCloskey radio show or the uh, a TV show where they do <laughs> they do things. So, um, and obviously, we can't. I think their names are uh, Mark and Patricia, attorneys out of uh, the, uh, uh, the Missouri uh, St. Louis area. Uh, folks, for those uh, you know that uh, don't know, just joining us first time. These were the uh, the individuals that uh, they lived in a, a, a gated community, a gated community outside of St. Louis uh, during the uh, the protests. Or they were protests, uh, peaceful protests uh, in uh, south of uh, St. Louis. There, um, the uh, the BLM peoples came through. Uh, they tore down a gate. And, and Earl, I'm not making this up. You and I have both seen the footage of the gates removed from the the, the you know like the uh, the the brick stone wall there, so you know somebody said. Oh to yeah, me, it, was, it was a wrought iron gate that yep. they ripped down. Yep, 
Yep, came came through, and uh, and the McCloskeys came outside with uh, with their firearms. Now, Earl, you and I both laid into them pretty good. That uh, you know, firearms safety classes were something they definitely needed. But you know what? That's not required anywhere in the Second Amendment. So you know, that was just a con- you know comment and banter afterwards. Um, the right. Uh, they were charged by the uh, the the local district attorney there, state attorney, whatever she's called. She was somebody that rose to power after the Ferguson, uh, uh, you, you know, with the Michael Brown incident there, and with those riots, she was calling for defunding of the police. She got elected. She went after them. Uh, the, the the last the last uh, I think couple updates we had were. They were both charged with a misdemeanor. It was a, you know, I, one of them had a two thousand dollar fine, and one of them had a seven hundred dollar fine. I forget which one had which, and they they pled down to the misdemeanor, did not have to surrender firearms, and that's where it ended a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, perhaps. Well, the governor came down this past week, Earl, and said, uh, uh, "I do declare that you all is pardoned." So uh, Governor Parsons, a Republican yep. governor in the state of Missouri, pardoned them, so they no longer have. Any charges hanging over them? They no longer have any record whatsoever. Uh, this is, you know, going to be expunged as, is as if it's never occurred before, and that happened. I think Wednesday or Thursday, as of yesterday, the McCloskeys, by the way, attorneys, went to the uh, the courthouse down there, the big courthouse, and said, um, "Well, we'd like our guns back. You made us surrender our guns as part of the plea agreement." And you made us pay a fine as part of the plea agreement. Well, now that's been expunged as if it never happened. We want our money and our guns back. Good, good. Yeah, I think that's great, right? Yeah, you, you show up at their door and go, oh, yeah. listen, we gave up the guns because it early, early really, it, it was only like, you know, it was it was less than $1,500 worth of guns. I think you and I did the math on the air. Um, and these are these are rich people. We, you know, we could We could say that. You know, and that's fifteen hundred bucks. That's uh, that's something you and I are both going to bend over to pick up off the floor. These guys are going to step over it. Uh, but right, I think, right, I think yeah, that, that's probably just pocket money for them. Yep, I think now they are getting a little bit into the Second Amendment part of this. Whereas I think you and I said before, we probably would have fought to have kept the guns to make the legal point. Well, now it's now that's exactly what it looks like. Now it looks like they're getting into the realm. Of the Second Amendment fight. Now, remember, he's also announced he's looking at running for senator out of the state of Missouri. Oh, he's going after the the, the gun vote. He'll probably get it too. Listen, he's got uh, he's got the state attorney there that has provided him with a year worth of free pro conservative pro gun vote that, that she's just given him all year long. You know, oh yeah, there's there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, yeah, exactly this right. Just proves it. Yep, and you've got uh, you know the governor who's on that team now. Uh, we we definitely heard from uh, President Trump back in the day when because this happened uh, prior to the election last year uh, that he was all in support. So uh, you know, I think I think the next uh, senator coming out of the state of Missouri is uh, uh, is Mark McCloskey. You know, that's uh, and 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 they. They have created him, you know. They here was this guy, who's sitting around doing his, uh, you know, his, his, his probably his lawyer TV commercials and telling him how he's going to make him money for personal injury or whatever it happens to be, whatever kind of you know firm he has. And you know, listen, he already had the spotlight there in that town, but now he's got it nationally. You know, 
Now he's known as some. You, you, Earl, okay, here's the deal. You mess with the little guy over gun rights, what happens? You usually beat up on the little guy and win. Exactly right. He doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have, uh, you know, he, he just doesn't have the energy to put forth. Um, you go after this guy. This is like, you know, this is like going after a smaller version of Trump. You know, this is, uh, you're just empowering this guy now. Oh, yeah, and, and it's, it's twofold as well. Not only does, have, does he have the financial resources, being a lawyer, he's got the knowledge to know how to go after you, too, and knows what to research. Now, now he realizes how the Second Amendment affects him personally. Yes, he is definitely going to take up that shield and, and you know, take up the battle and, and join in with the rest of us. You know, you're exactly right there, Earl. And, I, and then the term I know that we've used plenty of times is the awakening. He's had the awakening. Clearly, he was a gun owner beforehand. And people have talked about this whole, you and I have talked about it too, the, the gun community and the gun culture. I, I, it's crap. I don't think that that's, it's, it's a made-up word that the left is trying to put on us to co-opt uh, and take away from the right, from the gun rights organizations. So, but he was a gun owner. We know that for sure. Now, Earl, he's made the jump. He's a Second Amendment advocate. He's been he's been turned. All right, all right. The Empire just made him a rebel. All right, <laughs> it just you know they they oppressed him one too many times. <laughs> they, you know they nailed him one oh, too yeah. many times. So he is now he's now on the uh, uh, on the side of the Jedi. You know, <laughs> fighting fighting for your Second Amendment rights. Uh, you know, to use a to use a movie reference. But uh, so that's this is good to see. This is good to see. Uh, I, I, I would, I'm curious what their response is going to be, Earl, because if I recall, I think it was within the last two months that his, they took the plea agreement. So I'm wondering if what they've done with the guns. Did they destroy them? Did they sell them? Are they using them? I'm, I'm really curious to find that out. Ten seconds. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good question. I'm wondering you know, if they considered it over. Did they you know, figure it was uh, prop, you know, state property and, and disposed of. Exactly, exactly. All right, Earl, stick around, folks. Stick around. We're going to have uh, some more program when we get back from the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll see you in a few. smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. 
Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. Two minutes. Two minutes. The is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that's that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say, say something, something suspicious. to local authorities. Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you. 30 seconds. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, appreciate you sticking around with us. Uh, we got uh, we got some good stories coming up for you here. First one we want to get into. It's a, you know it's a little little sad. Uh, we have to we have to we have to go this way. We try to teach you uh, talk to you about uh, gun safety and the five rules of uh, gun safety all the time. But um, we we uh, th- there's a story here out of Kentucky where there's a there's a woman who lost her uh, her her son and the way she has decided uh, to deal with this is. Um, is uh, you know to, to teach gun safety and the importance of gun safety. So um, early, and I want to give you a little bit of this story, give you some details, and um, 
uh, and then Earl, and then uh, we'll we'll give some you know some uh, safety tips as well. But um, this out of Sydney, Kentucky, um, uh, Dalton Mah- Mahone. His family and friends gathered this past Friday to celebrate what would have been his his 18th birthday party. Just Earl, just like if he was there, you know, party balloons, uh, you know, cake, all that kind of stuff. Uh, friends. Well, just uh, just over a year ago, uh, Mahone had a tragic accident. He, he had a shotgun uh, out of a gun safe. Uh, he was 16 years old at the time. He uh, took the gun out of the safe. It landed down on the butt of the gun, and it discharged the round, which uh, which ended up killing him. Um, he was early. Was a gun kid. He's a kid that knew guns. Could take any gun apart, put it back together, just like uh, any kid living out in the sticks. And you know, in, in uh, they were out in the, in the woods. You know, these are these are hunting boys. You know. Um, he says, uh, you know, they're from an area where pretty much everyone grew up around them with kids, and most kids hunt from an early age, and uh, and this was instilled in him. Uh, she said uh, she believes that a little education could change the way people view accidents like her son's. So many times people assume that when someone dies from a gunshot wound, it's self-inflicted or uh, intentional. Uh, you know, looking at some news reports earlier about 350 children un- younger then 17 unintentionally kill or injure themselves or someone every year. Now, that's it, kill or injure, folks, um, themselves or someone else with a firearm every year. Uh, and about 77% of those happen to be inside the home. She worries that many people are simply uneducated about the dangers, and she hopes to serve as an advocate to make sure people are never too comfortable or careless with a firearm. She's contacted the NRA about being involved with the gun safety program for youth, uh, and with local law enforcement, she she does she does think that there's been one of the she does think this is one of the hardest things she's ever had to accept. Obviously, or the loss of a child can't can't even imagine. You know, don't even want to want to try to imagine. But now she's taken on the challenge, the you know of 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 spreading gun safety uh, amongst youth. Um, Earl, let's 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 talk about this. Let's talk about. You know, gun safety uh, amongst youth. You know, you and I both have uh, have, have children, and um, uh, you know, let's. How did you do it, Earl? Let, you know, we can go over what the book says, but let's go over how you did it, and we'll talk about how I did it, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, took my son out to the range. Uh, you know, showed him how to you know safely handle it. You know, lo- load the firearm, unload the firearm. Uh, let him see. You know, I demonstrated, uh, you know, I, I picked the most, uh, so, the softest target that I, I could figure that would have the biggest impact to show what would actually happen if they did, uh, if he did uh, engage something with, with the firearm to, to, you know, you know, in a sense, I wanted to give a little shock and awe of what would really happen if you, uh, if you, you know, had an accidental discharge or a negligent discharge to, you know, instill in, in him, you know, what, what would really happen if something like this did go on. And then, you know, give him the uh, instruction on how to handle everything, how to operate the firearm, and then closely watch him and let him handle it himself. And, and how old was he, would you say, this, this happened when you took him out to the range? Um, eight. Okay. Eight, maybe nine. Okay. So now, now the follow-up question to that. That, that was what. 
he's 32. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 100 years ago, but it seems like yesterday, right? Um, the, um, the, let me ask you this. Before that, he's eight years old. How did you, as a responsible parent, store the firearm or keep the firearm away from him? Oh, locked up, locked up to where he couldn't get a hold of it. And then also I instilled in him, too, that if he messed with it without my permission, that his, his butt would be tore up. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. And listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, throw this woman under the bus, you know, so to speak. Um, you, you, you know, you've got to make judgment calls. You know, maybe he had this, the, the, the combination to the safe. Um you know, so he could go hunting. Maybe she did give him permission. You know, uh, maybe it was for uh, for protection reasons. You know, if he was home alone, he, he was able to go in there. Um, you know, you know, we always talk about, uh, you know, do you leave a firearm loaded? Do you leave it unloaded? Earl and you and I have gone back over this many, many times. If I've got a, if I got a safe full of guns, um, you know, every one of them is going to be unloaded except maybe one, right? You know, that that way, if you have to if you have to get in there to get it, you get it, and you know which one it is, and you know where it is in the safe. Um, you know, maybe that was it. Maybe that's what this was. Maybe you know that 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 this kid went to to get it to to go hunting, and it sounds like he grabbed it and it just slipped out of his hands and went down and and landed on the buttstock. I mean, I think the only thing I could think, Earl, is. Um, it sounds as though, and this is a shotgun, um, it sounds as though the round was chambered. And when it hit, the force of it, you know, firing pin must have hit the primer and caused it to go off. Uh, uh, I think the only, right. the only, you know, Monday morning quarterback I could do on this is to say, uh, don't have a round in the chamber in, in, inside, inside the safe. You know, it's not like it's on you, okay? Right. You know, it's, it's not like it's on you. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, too, you know, maybe he was able to get it out and take it out and hunting. Remember, we are dealing with, with uh, you say, 17 or 18. He was 17. It would have been his it was, 18th it was, it was 16 going on 17 when it happened. Okay, okay, 16, 17. That, you know, folks, you, you know as well as we do, they're, they're pretty close to adulthood. You know, by 16, 17, you, you've done all you can do to raise them right, to make sure that they're going to be, you know, grow, grow up and, and be a responsible adult. And, yeah, th this is this is simply an accident. This is no malicious intent. He, he didn't, he wasn't, uh, you know, intent on harming himself or someone else. He just had a, you know, a legitimate accident. You know, like you said, a, a mishandling. It slipped out of his hands. You know, when, when somebody has a car accident... They don't look at all. He was looking to try and run over somebody. No, m m mistake in judgment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, Earl, we, we, we do look at car accidents. We look at ways to uh, to keep that from from occurring again. You know, maybe that's better seatbelts or something like that. Um, I, I think with this, it's the lesson here, again, with the limited information we have is uh, don't keep the round in the chamber in the safe. You know, uh, that's, that's that's probably it. But, folks, let us, let us give you these... Uh, these before we go and i'll come back we'll talk about the other ways as well uh, and what i did but let's give you the the rules of gun safeties here so you can take this to whoever you're dealing with one is always treat every gun as if it's loaded all the time don't care always treat every gun as if it's loaded uh the second is always point the muzzle in a safe direction and these build on each other always point the muzzle in a safe direction 
Um, and if you know if you're treating the gun as it's loaded, you should be pointing it in a safe direction, right? So always keep it safe, pointing in a safe direction. Third one is always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And remember when you shoot, anticipate shooting to kill because that's what this, this weapon, this firearm has the capability of doing. Uh, the fourth one being always be sure of your target and beyond. Always be sure of your target and beyond. And, uh, and Earl, we used to say this one jokingly, the fifth rule, which I think is probably the most important rule, is uh, never give your gun to the government. Um, so, But we know that to be very, very, very important. So, um, Folks, we get back, we've got, there's another, there's another story that, uh, where there's, there's some tragedy with the firearm. Uh, we'll go over to that. I'm going to discuss with you what, what I did. Uh, not uh, right or wrong from Earl's, just a different method that, that, uh, that, I, that I did. And we'll go over that story. We'll go over my story as well. And we'll uh, we'll cover that for the last segment. Uh, Earl, Earl, how far have you made it? We got about twenty seconds left. Where are you at now? Uh, I'm on the yard. I am actually still in the truck and doing the paperwork and there you go. doing all the not so fun stuff. There you go. Well, good. Well, good. Uh, stay, stay, stay clean. Don't get too sweaty. We'll be back after the break. PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in... Two minutes. Our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwagger.com studios. Uh, hey, listen, Earl and I have been talking to you about uh, gun safety and the tragic death of a young uh, young man, 16-year-old, uh, with a, an accidental, uh, I don't know if I'd call it accidental negligent discharge of the firearm at this point, Earl, but uh, it, it's definitely one of those, uh, those, those horrible things. Dropped a loaded gun, and, uh, and the gun goes off. So that's, that's what happened. Um, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look here. Hey, you know what I did want to say before we get into that, um, um, our good friends over at Next Level Training, uh, I talked to them a couple of days this week, and, and their products are, uh, listen, incredibly good to use in firearms training. Uh, for exactly this, for when you're teaching safety, rather than even have to use the actual firearm, the uh, the next level training, the CERT pistol, the CERT SIRT shot indicating resetting trigger pistol. It's full size, full weight, has a laser on it. You can't even put a bullet in it. It's not like other guns have been modified. They really are incredible tools for teaching firearm safety. Uh, if you want to reach out to them, and I know they've got a bunch of new models that are uh, popping here within the past couple of weeks. So. Uh, Great stuff from our good friends over at Next Level Training, nextleveltraining.com. So look at them. Again, great, great, great tools for teaching firearm safety. Um, Earl, this uh, this time the story comes out of Roanoke, uh, Virginia. Community up there is raising concerns over gun safety after an 8-year-old uh, boy died in an accidental shooting there this past Monday night. Um, and Earl, this is the scary one. This is the one that always gets you. Um, he accidentally shot and killed himself with a gun he found at a friend's house. That's that's oh. the parents' worst nightmare, I think, is that you you have the mature home, you make your home safe, whether that's you have no guns at all or all of the guns you have you keep locked at all times. And maybe your plan was to, to teach him gun safety when he got to be, I don't know, 16, 18 years old, whatever it happens to be. Well, you couldn't. You couldn't stop the world from happening around him. You know, he goes over to this friend's house, finds an unsecured uh, gun there, and uh, pulls the trigger, and uh, it, 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 it killed him, you know, there. Um, well, up in Virginia, I do want to say, you know, give a, give a pat on the back to, uh, it's called Safe Side Tactical in Roanoke. Um, they heard about this tragedy, and Earl, they're just... Uh, they're giving away gun locks like you wouldn't believe right there right now. Not not just with the firearms purchases. And let's be clear, folks. When you buy a new firearm in the United States, you purchase a new firearm from a dealer, it must have a lock with it. If you purchase a handgun, whether it's new or used, it must have a lock with it. Um, there's... Like, I think it's older shotguns, used shotguns, used long guns are not required to have locks. Um, but it's very rare you found one being sold in FFL without... A uh, gun lock being issued with a firearm, and they give you the pamphlet on the, the Youth Handgun uh, Safety Act kind of stuff. Um, so, and, and it's it's about you know long guns as well now covered into it. So that happens a lot. So, but when you get guns and you buy them from private dealers, from family and friends, you know maybe sometimes that that lock doesn't transport itself with it. Well, you need to you need to ensure that, and that's what uh, Safe Side Tactical is doing up there. And then they're selling off. Um, any other high, you know, high, uh, high performance safes or the small safes, they're giving those or selling those away at cost right now as well. Um, uh, here, here's the deal. Listen, um, and, and, and this is a, this one kind of caught me when I looked at the title of this article. It says, gun locks save lives. Gun locks saves lives. Well, well, I'm sorry, it's not gun locks that saves lives. It's responsibility that saves lives. 
gun locks are a tool you can use. They're the same as a safe. They're, they're, they're the same as a concrete block. You know, I could use all of those to make a firearm secure, but it's about responsibly doing such to make sure tragedy doesn't occur. All right. Uh, this is an eight year old boy. You know, Earl, we talked about when, uh, uh, you know, you took, uh, you know, little Earl out, uh, Earl Jr. out and, uh, and taught him to shoot. It was about eight years old. Um, well, let's say this. This kid had been younger. What is it? Here's what I here's what I did. Uh, you know, just so the folks can understand, um, I waited till daughter was about she was about four or five years old, and one of these stories popped up in the news, and kind of been, you know, watching for one, looking for one to have a conversation about, and I waited till about four or five because I knew at that point she was starting to understand what. Life and death was right, you know, like, uh, you know, an older uh, relative had died and, and, and she knew that person was gone. So I wanted her to know the difference, you know, between just right or wrong or you put your hand on the stove. It's going to get burned. Right. You walk out into the street, you get hit by a car, yeah. you're going to get hurt. Right. The kids know that we could teach them that from the first time they can reach their hands out. You know, and you smack the back of their hand, you know, and, and they know. Um, but I, I thought that. And this might be horrible sounding, folks, that knowing the impact of death would reinforce the story. And that's where we went and told her about firearms. Now, we'd always had firearms in the house, but everything was responsibly secured to where a child could not get to it. Not just a child, Earl, but I don't know, your your annoying 25-year-old cousin who's inquisitive when he comes over for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, For if your house ever got broken into, uh, so the bad guy couldn't get it. It's the same level of responsibility, folks, to keep a gun away from a nosy 25-year-old relative as it is from a burglar as it is from your kids, all right? Keep the damn thing secure. If you don't have the opportunity to get yourself a full-size safe, you get one of these locks and you make sure it's secure and you put it away. You disassemble it if you have to and keep it secure. The only loaded gun, the only operable gun that you should have should be the one on you. That's it, because that's the only one you have control of. All right? That's it. None of these happened if the firearm that's not operable is is, is, is secured away. All right? Uh, you don't have to worry about that. So I took my daughter, explained to her, these guns will make people's lives end. All right? That's the capability of them. And then from there, Earl, we did the, and I went kind of to the extreme. She's not allowed to touch a gun uh, anywhere without an adult's permission. <clears throat> so if she's over the friend's house and they find the firearm, she has to leave immediately where the firearm is and go find the adult and ask if it's okay. Earl didn't care if it was the Nintendo pistol for shooting at the TV. Didn't care if it was the 12-gauge uh, you know, over the, over the fireplace. Uh, or the kid comes walking out with the, you know, with the Glock 21. That he, oh, look what I found in the drawer. All right? Had to leave. And Earl, why did it go to those extremes? Hey, what kind of Glock did we just see last week uh, or two weeks ago we talked about on the news? Uh, I'm trying to remember which one that was. I, I the one you don't want to step on. The one you don't want to step on. Yeah. The, Leg- uh, the uh, Glock 7. The, the Lego Glock. Oh, the, the, the Lego Glock. That's right, the Lego. <laughs> the Lego Glock. Oh, yeah, the Lego Glock. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, so, I, it's still in, you know, frustrates me that somebody did that. Yeah, exactly right. And here's the perfect example why that's irresponsible, okay? Because the kid goes and finds that and thinks it's a toy. Two minutes. And every kid that you talk to says, oh, it's just a toy. My parents told me the difference between toys. But now you got adults up there screwing up the curve, right? 
you know, making toy, making real guns look like toy guns. All right, that's crap. You want to do that and put it in a picture and show it somewhere? That's fine. You don't make them for real and, and put them and sell them on the market, you jack wagon. So that's what I did. Earl, I restricted her from touching any firearm. She had to go and ask an adult. Now we've got great firearm safety around the house. We've never had any issues. She's gone elsewhere, and these type of incidents occurred. And she has stopped and gotten with the adult. This is what we teach. Her and I, we have the opportunity. We go t- talk to other families and teach them. It's not like big classes and everything. But people know, or they know when you're you know, a gun person, right? And especially like you and I are on the radio, so it's kind of hard to hide that, you know? Uh, so, so they know when they ask questions. So um, but that's what I did. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I hope that... That's something that... Go ahead, Earl. Go ahead. I was going to say that that's something, unfortunately, as, as a responsible gun owner... Uh, a parent, you're going to have to teach your child to not handle a firearm without an adult's permission or adult around like you did sooner than what you think you're going to just to avoid this situation. Is You know, you're, you made sure all of yours are secure, but you can't make sure everyone else makes theirs secure. 30 seconds. Earl, uh, I say it all the Yep. I say it all the time, the, the, the time to start teaching gun safety is probably sometime between the don't touch the stove and don't take candy from a stranger. It's probably right in that range at this point, you know? Don't go away with it. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Earl, hey, folks, that's uh, that's the first uh, hour of the program. Stick around. we got more coming back for you uh, after the break. But until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America!
It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us through the last hour of the program here. Uh, I do not do this uh, uh, program by myself, though. I've got uh, I've got help. Listen, I'm, and I'm a kind of guy that needs help. So uh, let, let me introduce you to my help. Uh, on, on the right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back, good to be back. Now from the Mag, magswag.com mobile mini studios. Ah, the mobile, the mobile mini studios. That's about uh, 4,000 pounds of steel and sex appeal. Uh, yeah, about that. Somewhere. Well, you know what? Four thousand is probably pretty high for because uh, it's the mini studios. It's not the normal sedan studios. Yeah. So probably uh, about two, maybe twenty five hundred. Yep, that's about right. It's about right. It's about right. Uh, so uh, you picked up a uh, picked up a little a uh, little traffic there on the on the way back into town, did you? Oh yes, everybody's coming into Orlando. It's a great place to be. From until you got to go out and deal with the people that are not from here. So I just, just we we love tourists. Thank you for coming back, folks. We're just gonna say that. Just remember, uh, speed up to merge, and the left lane's the fast lane. If we can remember those things, we got no yep. problems. We got no problems at all. So uh, other and than that, leave, and leave your New York and California politics there. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, you know what? If you're going to if you're coming down here for vacation, we don't mind you bring your politics down for vacation. Just keep them to yourself, and then take them home with you. But if you're going to move down here for good, you got to check them at the border. And I'm not talking the Florida border because they don't want to you know, leave them on the side of the road at the Florida-Georgia border. You leave them up there. Throw them out the window before you leave New York or New Jersey or wherever you happen to be from. You know, you, you leave, leave them back there. Let those people have them for you. They could build a nice big campfire with all the liberal hate inside of them. So let them let them take care of it. Um, ridiculous stuff. Exactly. Ridiculous stuff. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here, Earl. Um you know, I, I saw a, a, a Florida man story earlier, um, but I, I'm concerned, and I did not have a chance to talk to Major Bill today, that he might be doing that Florida man story. So I'm not going to do that Florida man story. Uh, I'm going to wait. Um, what I do want to talk to you about is, um, I, I don't know, just, just, just some more, I guess, another safety tip, Earl. There, there seems to be a rise again in... Um, People checking bags through the uh, you know the, the the terminal when they're on getting on the airplane, carry on bags, carry on bags, personal item bags, whatever they happen to be. Not checked baggage going underneath, but it's you know it's it's declared baggage as they're getting through the the airport terminal, and it seems like more people are bringing firearms in their guns. Now listen, Earl, the only thing I can think is. It's, there's an uptick because we have more airline travel going on again now. You know, we had a lot of the country opening back up the last couple of months, although now we got the super scary secret, you know, uh, of uh, Delta variant, which 
But by the way, you have to have a mask. If you don't have a mask, you're you're gonna die. You have to, even if you have the vaccination, you're gonna you're gonna die. Even though it's less lethal, it it spreads more. We get that, but it's less lethal. Uh, you're gonna die. So just just I don't know, folks. Get some duct tape in a bag and sit sit inside the bag all day. But um, Earl, you and I have traveled a lot, and we've traveled a lot with firearms. I don't think either one of us has ever made the mistake of, oh darn. I left that loaded Glock or Smith & Wesson inside my bag or in my holster in my pocket or in my waistband. Um, what, what tips would you give people to keep this from happening? Go through your luggage, and then when you thought you've gone through it, go through it again. Have your significant other go through it because they're going to check places that you forgot to check or didn't think of checking. And you also have to remember, too, Mike, that there's an uptick in... People haven't flown in, you know, the vast majority of the people haven't flown in, in close to a year now. It's like, you know, the, they're getting on the news now saying there's an uptick in traffic accidents. People haven't been out driving in, you know, close to a year now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now add into that, or also, also Earl, the new gun owners. So now you've got people that are new to guns and people that haven't flown in a year, and now you're trying to combine the two of them. Uh, yeah, there's there's your recipe right there. That's how you get these uh, you get all of these gun seizures at the airport. Oh yeah, yeah that that that's a that's a recipe for a perfect storm there. Yep. And, and also add in too all the convoluted gun laws and policies and procedures of each individual airline. Yeah, it's, it's a recipe just waiting to blow up. Yeah, ex- exactly right, exactly right. And here's here's a big one for you folks, and this is um. This one's big in, in the other the other side of the stuff I do and in the aviation world and pilot stuff. Um, uh, don't rush, don't rush, Earl. I know this is big for you too, driving a truck in the in the transport transportation industry. They don't want you to they don't want you to rush. They don't want you to get what we call it a go fever. Man, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. When you start doing that, you start to cut off little pieces of safety that you would normally be doing. You start to ignore certain things that would allow you to be more careful. Uh, and, and one of those things is if you're rushing to get to the airport, oh, man, uh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. It took me longer to fold laundry or pack a bag. And, and now you start to rush to go there. This is the kind of things that you're going to forget. This is the kind of thing that's going to happen. And you're going to be the guy standing there with the, with the, with the, with the TSA and the cop going, uh, is this your bag, sir? Is this your bag? Uh, yes, sir. We're gonna need you to come over here and uh, and 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 lay on the ground over here. You know, so don't don't rush. You don't rush, and I know that's hard to say, but it's not like you buy a flight and go. You know, you sit around. You oh, see, I'm eating a hamburger, and uh, and what do we want to do tonight? You know, I think I'd like some f- steak fries, but they got really good steak fries in in Atlanta. I'm gonna buy a ticket and go now. Run, 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 run. You know when you're gonna fly. Listen, unless somebody dies, you buy your ticket at least two weeks in advance so you get the cheaper rates. Don't be the guy. Don't be the girl. Don't be the kid. Uh, go out and take your time. You know, Earl, how much more stress-free is it to get to the airport an hour and a half before your flight as opposed to a half hour before your flight? Oh, uh, night and day difference. Completely completely different mindset. You know, and also, and I know this is going to countermand your method start packing early start packing you know two three days out like you said you know you're going to fly at least two weeks in advance start packing then go through your you know grab your empty suitcase make sure it's empty 
grab that backpack. You always, you, you take it with you every day. Completely empty it out. Go through it. Repack it the way you want it. Make sure just what you're taking on the trip is all that's in there. Exactly right. Excellent points. Excellent points. Uh, so do it right, folks. Don't rush and uh, take your time getting ready and, and then uh, and get yourself to the airport on time without a gun in your carry-on for crying out loud. Uh, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, we get back. We've got uh, we got some more stories for you. I think, uh, I don't know. I'll figure out where we end up, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. Stick around. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Two minutes. Two Free minutes. Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special. 30 seconds. 50 miles 30 per hour. seconds. In the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. 
we also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Um... Earl, um, I have a confession to make. Um, it's, What's that? It's one that we, we make each other. Terry. Remember, Mike, Mike, it's, it's a family show. Keep it clean. Oh, listen, it's clean. It's clean. Uh, and it's not like my family listens, so it's it's pretty, it's okay. Um, I, um, okay. I, I bought another gun this week. Just one? <sighs> That's part of the confession, really. Um, do lower receivers count? No. Okay, if then I'm good. Then I only bought one gun. Then I only bought one gun. Okay. And, and not five. Um, you know, so I'm uh, I'm all right. Um, I'm I'm good. Um, now speaking of the number five, that's the that's that's what the caliber starts with of the new gun I bought. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I will uh, in studio next week. When you or I are in Secure Studio, we'll break it out of the Secure Studio safe at Location Bravo and uh, take a look at it and maybe uh, snap some pictures for the for the good folks that uh, follow along with us during the program. So I'm, uh, I'm very pleased with it, very pleased with it. I'm not pleased with the price of the ammo for it, but I am pleased with the firearm itself. So um, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing for me anyway. Um, uh, you know, hey, speaking of buying and selling guns, Earl, um, the uh, the country of Me- Mexico, not uh, not New Mexico, that's a state in the United States, but the country of Mexico has filed a lawsuit. I believe it's in Massachusetts against uh, ten different gun companies because you're gonna love this, Earl. Mexico says that U.S. gun manufacturers are the reason for gun violence in Mexico. Yeah. Hey, I wonder if they're going to uh, file a lawsuit against uh, the United States Government Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms for allowing U.S. guns to go into Mexico. That's that's exactly exactly what I said. Um, I said, are they so they're filing against the ten gun companies and hopefully against the ATF and their bonded transport system of guns across the border, right? You know, the ATF doing doing their part to be UPS, you know, <laughs> just taking guns down there and selling them, uh, you know, for uh, magic beans or whatever the hell they were selling them for down there. Um, the the basic of this, the basis of this suit, Earl, and, and you, you follow me with this. This is this is ridiculous. Is that um, the guns that end up in Mexico are predominantly American made? Well, listen, I got news for you, buddy. You border the country. Um, and uh, you've done, hold on, let me think exactly, exactly how much have you done for border security in your country? Oh, nothing. As a matter of fact, you've done nothing. Um, Mike, zero, 
Zero. The, the number is zero. Zero. Exactly right. You, you allow your people, people to mass on the border and come across whenever they want to, whenever they think they can get through a hole in a fence or a hole in a wall, uh, and you do nothing, and you allow them to come here. Yet, that same wall, you say, or that same border is the problem where guns flow south. So, hmm, okay. You, you, won't let, you won't build a wall that stops a 200-pound person from coming across, but it's our fault that a one-pound gun got across. I got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, the gun makers, exactly. right? The gun makers. Right? I think their next step, like we've talked about, is perhaps they will sue Ford for, for uh, all of the DUIs that occur in Mexico because Ford built a truck and then sold it to a distributor or a dealer, and then they sold it. So clearly it's Ford's fault when, uh, when that truck gets a wreck in a crash. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not going to sue the Mexican tequila manufacturers for those same DUIs. Nope, 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 absolutely not. The, um, the uh, Mexican government cited as an example three guns made by Colt that appear to directly target a Mexican audience, audience with Spanish nicknames and themes that resonate in Mexico. One of them, a special edition 38 pistol is engraved with the face of Mexican revolutionary hero Emiliano Zapata and a quote that's attributed to him, it is better to stand, it is better to die standing than to live on your knees. Uh, so that was the gun that was, was uh, that type of gun was found when Mexican investigative journalist was killed back in 2017. So therefore, this is their argument, Earl. Since Colt put a theme on a firearm, um, and by the way, I don't believe that was Colt. I believe that was an aftermarket. But uh, Colt put a theme on a firearm, and it ended up in Mexico, and and it, and it shot a Mexican woman. That uh, that, that that's it's now it's clearly Colt's fault. Clearly Colt's fault. Um, Earl, this thing is 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 so rich with Democrat liberal gun control propaganda that you know they work together on this. Uh, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. You have a border that you insist on not allowing uh, to be secure. You have our government right now, Earl, that allows Mexicans to come over unchecked. Un- Listen, not only unchecked for guns, but unchecked for uh, for the COVID. All right, yeah, you know, we're gonna let them come over unchecked, go where they want to. And guess what happens, Earl? You know this. You've been in charge of an FFL before. If you walk in with Resident alien, resident alien card. You have a your 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 resident alien card from Mexico. It says, "Hey, um, I'm here. I'm here temporarily, and I'm allowed to be here temporarily. I'd like a gun." Guess what? They get to buy a gun. That's the rules. That's ATF's rules. Let them buy the gun. So our own federal government is saying, "Let these temporary people from Mexico buy guns here." Our government says it's okay. For temporary Mexicans in this country to buy guns, and then guess what happens, Earl? They if you think it was easy, if you think it was easy to get over the border coming into the United States, try going out. All right, nobody's checking you coming into Mexico. All right, this is our government's failure, the Mexican government's failure, that these guns are moving across that border. And, and Earl, I'm not even making jokes about ATF transporting them down there on purpose uh, with op- Operation Fast and Furious. And this Mexican government wants to come up here and, sh- and, and, and file lawsuits? Well, you know what they're trying to do, Earl? 
They're just trying to disrupt the business of these 10 businesses. That's all they're trying to do. And our government's letting them do it because they know that they don't like guns and this is just another way to tie up lawyers and money uh, when it comes to gun companies. Yeah, they figure you know not only are they going to have lawsuits against them based in, uh, in, in the United States, they're going to have lawsuits against them based from another foreign country. You know, figuring that might carry more weight, that it's you know, more imperative that something be done about it. Yeah, this is just, it's, it's uh, incredibly hypocritical on both sides. Um, I, I, I hope this just streamline and fast tracks all the way to the Supreme Court so you can hear Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett laughing from, uh, from D.C. So you can hear them laughing at you. And then they say, oh, and by the way, uh, we're throwing this out. We're throwing that out because they're coming. They're coming. There's cases up there now. We know we've got the New York case that they're going to look at coming up in October. So we we know. I just feel it, man. Earl I could feel the gun rights coming back to us. Feel them. All right. No more of this compromise oh, crap. Yeah. You know. Uh, here's or here's 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 the left's idea of compromise. Um, we'd like to take away all your guns, but we'll take half now and half in the next legislative cycle. That's our compromise. Yeah. Here's my compromise. I'm taking back the Gun Control Act. I'm taking back NFA. Uh, I'm taking back them all. All right. I want to buy a machine gun from a vending machine. All right. I want one delivered via Amazon tomorrow. All right. <laughs> it's, that's how, how gun how gun uh, positive are we, Earl? That's how gun positive we are. You got to gotta fight back. Oh, yeah. Got to fight back. Oh, yeah. Tired of them taking away. Tired of them taking away. Um, and, folks, we need you on the flip side to be responsible. All right. You don't let your kid grab the toaster oven, stick his hand in there. Well, don't leave your gun around so they can grab that. Put it away. One nope. minute. Nobody's saying that uh, going to take your, take our rights away from us, but you make it damn easy for them. All right. Every time one of these stories pops up in the news, yeah. it's it's like, oh, the evil gun, the evil gun. It's the gun that did it. Uh, Earl, how many times has a gun assaulted you? Never. I mean, I even I even look at them mean. I, I bow up on them, trying to get them. <laughs> I've had one bite me on that uh, on the little piece of skin between my, my pointy finger and my thumb before, but that's about it. So you know that's nothing nothing beyond yeah. that. That was more of a little love nibble, you know, like when you're feeding your you're feeding your dog and you and you stop and he goes Arr! and just puts the teeth on you. Says, "Come on, I'm not done yet." You know, it's like that. Uh, yeah. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We may or may not have Major Bill with us next segment. If we don't, we'll get through it. Stick around. We'll see you after the break. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. 
Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. Two minutes. Two minutes. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. So is the major uh, supposed to be calling in? No, he's not calling in. I just talked to him. Some are good. Okay. But that's life. It's when something doesn't We'll still play his music, though, and I'll just do his part. Because only you know. All righty. In your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to S. One minute. I heard that. Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy... 30 seconds. 30 Four. seconds. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes. It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio Proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com.
Marine Sergeant Joshua J. Robinson died August 7, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Robinson, 29, of Omaha, Nebraska, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, Camp Pendleton, California. Folks, I apologize for that that uh, music. We just uh, having some more of those technical difficulties supposed to get turned down there. So I'm going to give you this again without the music behind it just so you can hear it to give this uh, these gentlemen the respect that they deserve. So Marine Sergeant Joshua J. Robinson died August 7th, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Robinson, 29, of Omaha, Nebraska, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, Camp Pendleton, California. He was killed in action in the Helmand Province, Afghanistan, while conducting combat operations. Robinson, an infantryman, was on his first deployment to Afghanistan when he was killed, but had deployed to Iraq twice before. He decided to enlist in the Marines in 2003 because of the threat the September 11th terrorist attacks represented to the country. He earned a Purple Heart in Combat Action Ribbon during his military career. In addition to his mother and extended family, Robinson left behind a wife and two sons, ages four and five. Also killed was Marine Sergeant Aiden Gonzalez, Jr., 28, of Bakersfield, California. Folks, uh, if you want to get a hold of us to, uh, to, you know, to hear some fallen hero, if you've got somebody you'd like to you know, hear on this, a relative, uh, somebody you saw in a movie, even read about in a book or a magazine, just, just reach out to us. Go to armsroomradio.com, follow the links there, and then you can, uh, you can reach out to us. Um, hey, let's see. Uh, on the line with us, we should have on the line with us, is uh, our good friend uh, Major Bill, uh, the chief law enforcement officer of the program. He's not currently with us today, but we know you love his music, so we're going to play that, and then I'll do his story for him. Ground control to Major <laughs> Bill. Bill. <laughs> I guess we're still having some of these technicals, so folks. Don't worry about it. We'll get through it together, like, like the troopers that we are. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's go. I've got a, I've got a story here from Major Bill, um, and this one, Earl. Um, I guess this must be a really big deal to people outside of Florida, but inside of Florida, yeah, it's, it's not so much. It was like, eh, okay, all right. Um, Florida man, and, and I wonder if this is Florida man or man in Florida. We're gonna have to read we're gonna have to read through this and, and find out. Florida man goes to brush teeth. And finds iguana in his bathroom toilet. Total chaos. Earl, I mean, um, which one of us has not had that happen to him before? Yeah, what, what's the big excitement there? That's what I'm saying. Grab it's a hold of it and throw it outside. It's, a, it's an iguana. Now, I mean, uh, he said he, he was brushing his teeth and, and discovered the iguana in the toilet. My first thing is... I'm hoping he was not brushing his teeth in the toilet because then I could see it might be a little bit of a surprise, right? You know, you're trying to use the same yeah, toothbrush yeah, as the iguana. That could be a little startling. Yep, yep. Um, it's not like he was using the toilet and discovered the iguana in the toilet. That could also be a little startling. But you know what? Um, that's why we look first, right? That's that's why you take a peek. You know, yeah, you, you open up that lid, or if you walk in there, you shine the light in the bowl and make sure it's good to go. Uh, he said the tail was going back and forth. Water was flying everywhere. A trip to the bathroom took a terrifying turn for one Florida man after he found a spiny-tailed iguana in his toilet. First off, if you're listening to us from the 
the Great White North or Cambodia or uh, the Pacific Northwest, all iguanas have spiny tails. They're not like spikes that hurt you. They're just like like a, it's like a fish fish uh, fin on there. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. They're not going to spike you and hurt you with it. Um, uh, this gentleman uh, told uh, the news that he went to the bathroom to brush his teeth when he spotted the disturbing sight out of the corner of his eye. I, maybe this guy's got a an unfounded fear of uh, of iguanas and, and small lizards. I have no idea. Um, he said it was so big that it was not submerged completely in the water and that its tail uh, was whipping back and forth. Um, again, this is like a standard size critter, folks. You know, when you guys see like, in, in, like in the subway, when you see a big rat go by, and that reminds you uh, uh, that you got to, oh, I got I to gotta stop on the way home and get dessert. Um, you, the, for us, it's like, oh, look, there's an iguana just sitting over there. Okay, good. Uh, the Hollywood, Florida yeah. resident. So this is uh, just west of Broward County or western side of Broward County um, down in Fort Lauderdale. Hollywood resident said he initially decided to take matters into his own hands by dressing in protective gear. And attempting to pull the iguana from the toilet bowl by himself, Earl? Did he did he think that the iguana had the COVID? What is he talking about here? No, no telling. I mean, you know, pr- you know, protective gear. Oh, okay, put on a shirt. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you don't want to get toothbrush on your sh- toothpaste on your shirt. I mean, uh, he said every time he went to go grab the iguana can do to you is scratch it. Yeah, he said every time he went to go grab the iguana, it kept swimming back down into the toilet. Um, ultimately evading capture. Okay, listen. It's either big enough to where it doesn't fit in the water all the way, or it's not big enough to fit in the water all the way. You can't have it both. This is not a magical iguana that changes size. Okay? Uh, Folks, you know how big things are to go down the toilet, right? And probably once in your life you've had it not go down the toilet. So that's how big the iguana is, okay? (laughs) um, He said it wasn't until three days later that he realized he would have to call in experts to come get this reptile. Uh... They said they were able to grab him by his back legs, a part of the tail. Uh, they said he was. They were. They were pulling it out, and the iguana was trying to pull itself back in, and uh, the tail's going back and forth, and water flying everywhere. Total chaos in his bathroom. They finally got the iguana out, and uh, they took him outside, and they let him go. Um, uh, but but this guy evidently is uh, is not going to. Uh, well, I don't know. If you've got a fear of something like that in the toilet, I can't see this guy ever going to the bathroom indoors ever again. You know, they just, you know, I mean, <laughs> how do you? You know, unless you stand on the bowl, right? There's, there's no way to do that anymore, right? Uh, you, you can't sit down with your, uh, with your, uh, you know, your, your twigs and berries hanging there, knowing that there's an, there might be an iguana in there. That's uh, a, you can't have that. I mean, if if I'm thinking, what's an iguana eat? It's probably twigs and berries, right? So you don't want to be dangling twigs and berries in front of them. So, uh, yeah, they are vegetarian. They are, they are, they are. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's the uh, that's the major story there. Now, listen, Earl, uh, you and I, we've got to, you know, we've lived here in Florida for quite a while. Um, um, uh, you and I are on systems, though, I believe that are closed systems. Um, what what that yeah. means is that's a, that's a, a septic tank kind of system. Um, so unless you put open your septic tank up and put one in there, or you let an iguana in your house through the doggy door and then let him drink out of your toilet and he goes for a swim, you're not getting anything, anything in your toilet. That that you know, I mean, I guess if you're on city water and they're letting alligators, you know, little albino alligators swim around in there, uh, or, or iguanas, I guess. But never really been a concern for me at the house because uh, I don't let iguanas in my bathroom to drink water out of the toilet. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, sure, I, I would be startled, but I'm not going to be scared. Yeah. You know, like I said, the worst that an iguana can do is scratch you. I mean, they can whip you with their tail. That's their main defensive yeah. weapon. But, it, you know, it's, it's going to, you know, give you a welt or a bruise. It's not going to do any permanent damage. I could just hear this guy's neighbors when this guy starts screaming in the bathroom over an iguana in the toilet. They're they're probably like, "Hey, when when did they get an eight year old girl next door? What's that? What's with that scream? What's going on over there?" <laughs> that's that's crazy talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, listen. Uh, the major couldn't be here with us today, so uh, you you know it, folks. Uh, you know what he would tell you. Uh, he would say to all his. Uh, uh, his brothers and sisters out there in blue and green uh, to make sure you uh, always go home at the end of your shift, uh, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, uh, check your six, um, and to, uh, again, uh, always go home to your family. And we, uh, we thank uh, the major for, for his service. Uh, we thank everybody else for their service, uh, those in the, uh, in the military service, those in, hell, those in the Peace Corps. Thanks for what you do. You know, you're a public servant, and we appreciate it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Two minutes. CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, 
It's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Last segment, Earl, right here. It just happens all the time, comes around. It uh, you know just just pops Man, up on us. So, yep, yep, yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, let's see. Uh, we got here. We got here. Let's uh, let's go to our uh, North Carolina. Um, or we know that uh, North Carolina is normally one of the uh, the very very proactive firearms counties. They have very active firearms throughout counties. Now they have a couple of major metropolitan areas that have taken over the state government there. But for the most part, these sheriffs uh, have said and declared themselves to be Second Amendment sanctuary counties. Well, we got one sheriff, though. He, uh, he not, not, not so much. Not so much. Uh, he's decided that uh, that's not his game. He's, a, he's more of a politician than he is a, uh, a man of the people and a man of the Constitution, a man that uh, abides by his oath of office. Uh, let's see, um, gun rights organizations and three residents suing a North Carolina sheriff alleging that his office failed to issue pistol purchase and concealed handgun permits in a timely manner. Uh, gun owners of America, Earl, we'll see them soon up in, uh, uh, Detroit when we're up there. Gun owners foundation and the grassroots North Carolina's rights watch international and three of the, uh, three residents there from Mecklenburg County filed lawsuits against Sheriff Gary McFadden uh, and his office on Thursday. The, the lawsuit claims that the failure to issue the permits in a timely manner violates North Carolina Constitution. State law requires sheriffs to issue, issue pistol permits within 14 days of the date of application and concealed handgun permits within 45 days. The lawsuit asks a judge to order McFadden's office to comply with state law and immediately issue both permits to qualified applicants. They're Earl, okay, they're they're uh, they're they're fourteen days permit to for the for the purchase of the pistol. That's a newer law there, by the way. Um, and forty five days okay. to get the concealed weapon permit application or permit to approved. Um, so it's normally what did I say here? We got seven days and 14 days. It's normally seven days and 14 days, right? Um, or four, excuse me, 14 and 45. 14 and 45. Guess where they are right now? Uh, six months. Yeah, yeah, right on the money pretty much. Seven months. They're currently around seven months behind on concealed handguns permit. The sheriff said wow. in, a, in a statement uh, that it couldn't comment on a lawsuit that it hasn't yet received, but that it has been transparent and forthcoming about our inability to meet certain statutory timelines in processing surge of applications during the pandemic while also coping with staffing shortages. Well, Sheriff, I have some, uh, some words of advice for you. Uh, too freaking bad, okay? Uh, too freaking bad. Uh, here's what you got to do. Um, you've got to hire people. You've got to hire qualified people. And I, get, I know that's hard to do. Um, but you can't decide to deny people a constitutional right. You can no more say, I'm not going to hand out these permits on time, than you could say, you know what, I'm going to suspend due process for seven months. Or how about this, Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual punishment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in the jail, but because I have short staffing, I'm not going to feed you for seven months. All right? It's, it's, it's a violation of the Constitution, of your constitutional duty as a constitutionally elected sheriff of North Carolina. 
Stop making it about politics, Sheriff McFadden, and do your damn job. That's and that's what they're going to court over. Earl, I mean, this just this sickens me. You know how we are with law enforcement, but this guy I want to go bust in the chops, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and also too, I mean, I think that was something you or Kevin have said, you know, a, a right delayed is a right denied. Yeah. But he seems to he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And it's about politics to him. Again, you know, otherwise, all constitutional rights would be viewed equally to him. And that's clearly, clearly not what's going on in this case. So this sheriff there is a he's a uh, he's a butt clown of higher proportions, you know, as, as I think of what we could talk to him what we could say about him. So we've, we've, he's got that going on. And we hope to good friends to our or good uh, good wishes to our friends in North Carolina and uh, they uh, in, in getting this lawsuit done. So. Yeah, I, I'm sorry you can't can't go with these uh, stupid reasons. Just it just pisses me off. It, it really does. Um, uh, or we got about, we got about four or five minutes left. There's another story we can squeeze in here. Um, out of uh, this is out of uh, I think it's out of Gainesville, Florida, Ocala, Florida, Ocala, Florida. Yeah, a man was arrested for lying on federal paperwork to purchase multiple handguns uh, from a dealer. Uh, this is uh, this is coming out of again, say, oh, Cal, Florida. That's Marion County, Florida, just south of a uh, Gator Nation there, and again in, uh, in uh, Alachua County and Gainesville. the The U.S. Attorney announced the arrest of this man, 26 years old, on a criminal complaint, charging with eight counts of knowingly causing a federal firearms licensee to maintain false information in its records. Now that's weird. Or rather than charge him with lying on the document they're charging him with causing the licensee to maintain false information in its official records i I, i'm not sure why they went that way but uh we'll you know we'll find out Uh, according to the criminal complaint between february of 2020 and april of 2021 uh, the bad guy purchased multiple glock pistols ak-47 style pistols and an AK-47 rifle from a gun dealer there in Marion County. Many of the guns were identical. While purchasing the firearms, the bad guy certified in each form that he was the actual transferee and buyer of the guns. And Earl, you know this, folks. If, you, if you've paid attention, you know this. That's the first line in the blocks where you got to check yes or no. Are you the actual transferee or buyer? That means, are you the guy buying the gun? Is it for you? Is it for you? Are you the guy or the girl buying the gun? Is it for you? Um, there are very, very few exceptions to that. And it, you know, I think Earl, we talk, Kevin talked about it on air, where it said you're allowed to buy a gift for an immediate family member if you know that they're not a denied person. I think that's where Kevin left us, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you can buy you know, a firearm for a birthday or anniversary for your husband, wife, uh, adult children, uh, yeah, just immediate family members only. Right, and you know that they're they're yeah, they're that, not that, denied. Yeah, um, you could do that. Exactly. So, evidently, this guy uh, he quickly resold them for to for profit. So he he went, and you and I have had this conversation many times with many people. Um, listen, I can go out and buy a, a '67 Chevelle right now, and 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 flip it tomorrow and make twenty percent profit because the guy was selling it too cheap. You can't do that with a gun. This is one of those laws against gun ownership, folks. You cannot do that with a gun. If you find one that's 
twenty percent of the value, you go buy it. You can't go flip it to somebody that you know. Even if you know it's legal for them to have it, it is legal for them to have it. You cannot do that because then you're in the business of firearms uh, sales and distribution without a license. Uh, yep. But you know what? You don't get that. They don't come after you for doing that with cars, do they? Oh, sir, you're in the, you're in the business of selling cars, buying and selling cars. No, I'm not. I just bought one cheap and sold it, you know, for more money. Yeah. Uh, well. This guy got charged with that, and rightfully so, because it sounds like this guy was just selling to to anybody. One of the guns, one of the pistols, showed up in a in a murder scene less than six days later. So, um, I, you know the the moral. Oh, yeah, that's not good. No, no. The moral of the story here is um, one: be responsible. Don't be a jack wagon. Don't go out and break the law. I know you don't agree with a lot of these firearm laws, but y- you know what we say: be responsible. Buying a gun and selling it for a profit and by just going up and going, oh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll show you a gun. No big deal, bro. Uh, that's not it, you know, because you don't want people that shouldn't have guns to have guns. None of us do. None of us want somebody who shouldn't have one to have one. one. Minute. You know, that should not be occurring. And that's what occurred. And that's why this jack wagon's going to jail, because you need to be a responsible gun owner. Be responsible exactly. to, to yourself and responsible to the Second Amendment. Be responsible. Jackman. So, hope they put him under the jail. Freaking guy. Uh, Earl, uh, thanks yeah. for, uh, for, uh, for calling in from the, from the Maxi Studio, from the Mini Studio. Um, and uh, it's just always a pleasure doing the show with you, sir. Oh, yeah. Maybe next week I'll uh, be able to get there on time and be in studio. I definitely want to be there to check out the new purchase. Oh, yeah. You got to see this. I know you. Next week, there'll be a couple more purchases to check out. They're going to need friends. They're going to need friends. Um, hey, listen, folks, until yeah. next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, you get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. magazine on your belt loose in your pocket not at all snag mag is the solution it's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife 
concealed in plain sight, and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com, because there's no such thing as extra ammo.